welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets that I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Please go check them out at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and also ways that I can be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I am reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a treasure for your home. I cannot recommend one enough. And you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy from www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 147. And if you are finding yourself here for the first time, I am so glad. And so, yes, this is a podcast where we are reading the Bible in a year, but you do not have to wait until January 1st. So, and in fact, I do not recommend it at all. So the fact that you're here today, that you found this, I'm just so glad, and you can absolutely continue from here and go to the end and then pick up episodes before now to finish out, or you can just stop this episode right here and go to day one and let today be your first day in reading the Bible in a year. If you've been here since day one, way to go, right? I know that I say this often, but this truly has been a life-changing experience, and I'm just so grateful to be able to be doing this with all of you, and I hope that it is making an impact in your life as well. Today we are going to be reading 2 Kings 9 and 10, Psalm 49 and Matthew 7. 2 Kings chapter 9, Jehu reigns over Israel. Now Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Gird up your loins and take the flask of oil in your hand and go to Ramoth Gilead. When you arrive there, search out Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and bid him arise from among his brothers and bring him to an inner room. Then take the flask of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and do not wait. So the young man, the servant of the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. When he came, behold, the captains of the army were sitting and he said, I have a word for you, O captain. And Jehu said, For which one of us? And he said, For you, O captain. He arose and went into the house, and he poured the oil on his head, and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people of the Lord, even over Israel. You shall strike the house of Ahab your master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab every male person, both bond and free, in Israel. I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. The dogs shall eat Jezebel in the territory of Jezreel, and none shall bury her. 
Then he opened the door and fled. Now Jehu came out to the servants of his master, and one said to him, Is all well? Why did this mad fellow come to you? And he said to them, You know very well the man and his talk. They said, It is a lie. Tell us now. And he said, Thus and thus he said to me, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then they hurried, and each man took his garment and placed it under him on the bare steps and blew the trumpet, saying, Jehu is king. Jehoram, Joram, is assassinated. So Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram. Now Joram, with all Israel, was defending Ramoth-Gilead against Hazel, king of Aram. But King Joram had returned to Jezreel to be healed of the wounds which the Arameans had inflicted on him when he fought with Hazel, king of Aram. So Jehu said, Is this your mind? Then let no one escape or leave the city to go tell it in Jezreel. Then Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram was lying there. Ahaziah, king of Judah, had come down to see Joram. Now the watchman was standing on the tower of Jezreel, and he saw the company of Jehu, and he came and said, I see a company. And Joram said, Take a horseman and send him to meet him and let him say, Is it peace? So a horseman went and went to meet him and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What have you to do with peace? Turn behind me. And the watchman reported, the messenger came to them, but he did not return. Then he sent out a second horseman who came to them and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, What have you to do with peace? Turn behind me. The watchman reported, He came even to them, and he did not return, and the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he drives ferociously. Oh, excuse me, furiously. Then Joram said, Get ready. And they made his chariot ready. Joram, king of Israel, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, went out, each in his chariot. And they went out to meet Jehu and found him in the property of Naboth and Je the Jezreelite. When Joram saw Jehu, he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace, so long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many? So Joram reigned about and fled and said to Ahaziah, There is treachery, O Ahaziah. And Jehu draw, drew his bow with his full strength and shot Joram between his arms, and the arrow went through his heart, and he sank in his chariot. Then Jehu said to Bidkar, his officer, Take him up and cast him into the property of the field of Nab Naboth, the Jezreelite. For I remember when you and I were riding together after Ahab his father, that the Lord laid this oracle against him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, says the Lord, and I will repay you in this property, says the Lord. Now then, take and cast him into the property according to the word of the Lord. Jehu assassinates Ahaziah. When Ahaziah, the king of Judah, was saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house, and Jehu pursued him and said, Shoot him two in the chariot. So they shot him at the ascent of Gur, which is at Iblim, but he fled to Megiddo and died there. Then his servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in his grave with his fathers in the city of David.
Now in the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab, Ahaziah became king over Judah. When Jehu, became, when Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out the window. As Jehu entered the gate, she said, Is it well, Zimri, your master's murderer? Then he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And two or three officials looked down at him. Jezebel is slain. He said, Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trampled her underfoot. When he came in, he ate and drank, and he said, See now to this cursed woman, and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. They went to bury her, but they found nothing more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Therefore they returned and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Elijah, the Tishbite, saying, In the property of Jezreel, the dog shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel will be as dung on the face of the field and the property of Jezreel, so they cannot say, This is Jezebel. Judgment upon Ahab's house, chapter 10. Now Ahab had seventy sons in Samaria, and Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria, to the rulers of Jezreel, the elders, and to the guardians of the children of Ahab, saying, now when this letter comes to you, since your master's sons are with you, as well as the chariots and horses and a fortified city and the weapons, select the best and fittest of your master's sons and set him on his father's throne and fight for your master's house. But they feared greatly and said, Behold, the two kings did not stand before him. How then can we stand? And the one who was over the household and he who was over the city, the elders and the guardians of the children, sent word to Jehu, saying, We are your servants. All that you say to us, we will do. We will not make any man king. Do what is good in your sight. Then he wrote a letter to them a second time, saying, If you are on my side and you will listen to my voice, take the heads of the men, your master's sons, and come to me at Jezreel tomorrow about this time. Now the king's sons, seventy persons, were with the great men of the city who were rearing them. When the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and slaughtered them, seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets and sent to him at Jezreel. When the messenger came and told him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons, he said, put them in two heaps at the entrance of the gate until morning. Now in the morning he went out and stood and said to all the people, you are innocent. Behold, I conspired against my master and killed him. But who killed all these? Know then that there shall fall to the earth nothing of the word of the Lord, which the Lord spoke concerning the house of Ahab. For the Lord has done what he spoke through his servant Elijah. So Jehu killed all who remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel and all his great men and his acquaintances and his priests until he left him without a survivor. Then he arose and departed and went to Samaria. On the way, while he was at Bethachad of the shepherds, Jehu met the relatives of Ahaziah, king of Judah, and said, Who are you? And they answered, We are the relatives of Ahaziah, and we have come down to greet the sons of the king of the sons of the queen mother. He said, Take them alive. So they took them alive and killed them at the pit of Bethachad. Forty-two men, and he left none of them. Now when he had departed from there, he met 
Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he greeted him and said to him, Is your heart right, as my heart is with your heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is, Jehu said. If it is, give me your hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up to him into the chariot. He said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So he made him ride in his chariot. When he came to Samaria, he killed all who remained to Ahab in Samaria until he destroyed him, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Elijah. Jehu destroys Baal worshippers. Then Jehu gathered all the people and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little. Jehu will serve him much. Now summon all the prophets of Baal, all his worshippers, and all his priests. Let no one be missing, for I have a great sacrifice for Baal. Whoever is missing shall not live. So Jehu did it in cunning, so that he might destroy the worshippers of Baal. And Jehu said, Sanctify a solemn assembly for Baal, and they proclaimed it. Then Jehu sent throughout Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left who did not come. And when they went into the house of Baal, the house of Baal was filled from one end to the other. He said to the one who is in charge of the wardrobe, Bring out garments for all the worshippers of Baal. So he brought out garments for them. Jehu went into the house of Baal, which Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, and he said to the worshippers of Baal, Search and see that there is here with you none of the servants of the Lord, but only the worshippers of Baal. Then they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed for himself eighty men outside, and he had said, The one who permits any of the men whom I bring into your hands to escape shall give up his life in exchange. Then it came about, as soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, that Jehu said to the guard and to the royal officers, Go in, kill them, let none come out. And they killed them with the edge of the sword, and the guard and the royal officers threw them out and went to the inner room of the house of Baal. They brought out the sacred pillars of the house of Baal and burned them. They also broke down the sacred pillar of Baal and broke down the house of Baal and made it, a, made it a latrine to this day. Thus Jehu eradicated Baal out of Israel. However, as for the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel sin, from these Jehu did not depart, even the golden calves that were at Bethel and that were at Dan. The Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in executing what is right in my eyes and have done to the house of Ahab according to all that was in my heart, your sons of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. But Jehu was not careful to walk in the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, which he made Israel's sin. In those days, the Lord began to cut off portions from Israel and Hazel, defeated them throughout the territory of of Israel. From the Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, the Gadites and the Reubenites, and the the Manassites from Aror, which is by the valley of the Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. Jehoahaz succeeds Jehu. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu and all that he did and all his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Jehoahaz, his son, became king in his place. 
Now the time which Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria was 28 years. Psalm 49, The Folly of Trusting in Riches, for the choir director, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Hear this, all peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth will speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart will be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will express my riddle on the harp. Why should I fear in days of adversity, when the, inqu- when the iniquity of my foes surrounds me? even those who trust in their wealth and boast in the abundance of their riches. No man can by any means redeem his brother or give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of his soul is costly, and he should cease trying forever, that he should live on eternally, that he should not undergo decay. For he sees that even wise men die, the stupid and the senseless alike perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses are forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They have called their lands after their own names, but man in his pomp will not endure. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the way of those who are foolish and of those after them who approve their words. As sheep they are appointed appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd, and the upright shall rule over them in the morning and their form shall be for Sheol to consume, so that they have no habitation. But God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. Do not be afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not descend after him. Though while he lives, he congratulates himself. And though men praise you when you do well for yourself, He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They will never see the light. Man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beasts that perish. Matthew chapter 7, Judging Others Do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the new way you judge, you will be judged and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Prayer and the Golden Rule Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or, what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or, if he asks for a fish, He will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give what is good to those who ask him? In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets.
the narrow and wide gates. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. A tree and its fruit. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. The Two Foundations Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority, and not as their scribes. And those are our readings today. Just taking a moment, Jesus' words today for us in Matthew 7, very important. The narrow and wide gates. And then, of course, chapter chapter 7, verse 23, and then I will, I will, excuse me, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Those can hit pretty hard, right? Those words. And Jesus, he, he spoke <laughs> the truth. And so the narrow gate, and then he will say, I never knew you. May it bring pause to us for a moment just to reflect where we are now and where we want to be on that day. It seems that people back then when Jesus was walking the earth, they really needed these teachings, right? And then when I think about that and I'm like, oh my goodness, look at us today, right? We need these reminders, these teachings now more than ever. 
so that we can know and that we can share this truth with people in our lives who need to know, who need to find Jesus. We can do that. And we we should because we love those around us and because they deserve to hear these teachings. Even though it can be kind of heavy. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, We thank you for each day that we are in your word, absolutely, even for these heavier days. Of course, we find so much joy and peace on certain, when we read certain verses and chapters, Lord, and and those, those times are wonderful and we feel just bliss and peace and joy and we also thank you for these times where we come across words that we need to read that we need to reflect on that we need to hear from Jesus, your perfect son. How grateful we are for him and for the truth that he brought and still brings to us today. So that we may know about the narrow gate that we can practice the golden rule that we can choose to walk with Jesus until until our time here ends or until he comes again. Please give us the courage to reflect on our own lives, to make changes where we need to, to seek you, to seek you in our lives, to knock on the door so that it may be opened. And please give us the courage to share this with others, even if it might be hard so that they may know and that they may choose and have the choice of the narrow gate too. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. so grateful for the truth. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for trusting us with your truth so that we can choose the narrow gate. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.